0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. So our common ground debate today is whether or not it is time to abolish the license fee. Regina Doherty, Vinegale Senator, is with us, as is Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central and member of the Enterprise, Trade and Employment Committee. Mick, is it time once and for all to get rid of the license fee?
1: Yes, I think it is. I mean, at the best of times, The television licence fee is a regressive tax. Um, The poor man pays as much as the rich man. Uh, There's no scope in it for inability to pay. Uh, I think it it penalises the poor. And I think that the state has needed um, quite um, an apparatus of coercion in order to squeeze the money out of people. I mean, in any given year, there can be more than 10,000 people end up in courts. There have been years where more than 400 people have ended up in jail. Little army of TV inspectors going around uh, the doors. Now, I am a, a supporter of 100% um, you know, uh, public funding for public service broadcasting, and I'm happy to outline how I think that that should be achieved, but a regressive licence fee is not part of the solution. I'll take you up
0: on that offer in one tick. First, I want Regina Doherty's thoughts. Why do you think, Regina, is the licence fee toast?
2: So I don't um, I don't necessarily agree with Mick in the sense that I think it shouldn't be abolished, but it, sep- it certainly should be amended. Um, I would have been very supportive of Richard Bruton's assessment um, in 2019 that we should scrap the licence fee but have a broadcasting charge. Now, effectively, it's the same thing, except it, bro- it, it widens the net to allow for the public purse to be able to pay for public service broadcasting, which I think is hugely important and I know Mick does too. But to me, the independence of the editorial business um, of public service broadcasting has to be separate from the decisions and wranglings and negotiations between any minister, any department, and any public service broadcaster. And to the extent, Anton, that I think not only should RTE be paid for public service broadcasting, but so should News Talk. You know, so should some of our other radio stations for that pure service. Uh, the likes of GAA go shouldn't be allowed to be supported by a public service broadcaster to make commercial money off the people for programmes that should have been put on RTE in the first place. All of that has to be able to be controlled by a legislative act governing public broadcasting but it has to be paid for independently by the user and I'm very conscious obviously of the last couple of weeks of the amount of trust if not all of it has been broken so it's a difficult context to have that conversation in but the only way you can have editorial independence is if somebody is not sitting on your shoulder you know determining about how much money you're going to get next year based on the decisions that you make that's absolutely not a runner the independence of the charge has to come from the people the trust has to be held by the people based on legislative you know determinations of what kind of okay. public broadcasting, what service do they have to do? And that doesn't just account for GRA or the news. It has to be the arts. It has to be fair city. You know, there's a whole spectre of things that have to do. Now, this
0: out. puts you in direct contention, 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 <laughs> using English, contention with Mick, because what you were saying is that ultimately, whether it be a media charge or anything else, it needs to be paid from the individual user rather yes. than from the exchequer. Mick, that goes to the heart of what you said is wrong because it's aggressive. So what's your methodology for getting RTE paid?
1: Okay, well at the moment RTE makes 121 million euro a year from the licence fee and 135 million from commercial sources. So a majority is Does it is not from, make
0: much more than that? Is it not closer to two hundred from the licence fee? Uh,
1: 121 million is the figure that I have here. Is it? Well, I yeah. thought it was more than that. Okay. So it's it's majority from commercial uh, income. So I I think what you do is you say um the commercial income, knock that on the head, that it's one hundred percent from public funding. Um, Then you say, what we need to do is to have a steeply progressive tax system. Uh, So the more you earn, the more you pay. And if if you were to ring fence 0.01% of income tax, so the minister can't say, you're doing what I want, we're, we're cutting you, or or, or whatever. 0.0.1% 0. 0. from income tax and 0.0.1% 0. 0. from corporation tax. That would give you 526 million, which is more per head of population than what you have in Germany. Okay, And I also think you would need to look at uh, the new media, the big tech companies and the profits that they make. Uh, if you were to put a 10% levy on social media advertising, that would bring in 38 million. It would be 10% of your revenue before you even look at the profits that are being made by the Facebooks, the Googles and the Netflixes of this world.
0: Well, let me put that to Regina because the the issue that you had, Regina, was that of independence. What Mick effectively yeah. is saying is that you can achieve that independence by legislatively ring-fencing it.
2: Maybe you can, but just to, to put two uh, crawls in his in his uh, plan. First of all, we already have a progressive tax system. It's called pay as you earn. The more you earn, the more you pay. That's already the system that's in in Ireland. And the second thing is, is that Mick says that this is a regressive tax, uh, and that it you know the, the, a poor person, his words, not mine, pays the same you know as a wealthy person. The the social welfare system looks after the people who can't afford excuse me, to pay for their, their licence through the social welfare system. All of our pensioners uh, over 70 get a free television licence, some over 66. And so that element of acceptance that not everybody can afford to pay is already built into the system. To me, the independence, the independence of decisions, the independence of delivery, the independence of you questioning me or or O'Donnell, you know, somebody, that all has to be absolutely separate and secular from any government, regardless of what shape or colour that government is. But and Let as me ask said, you, Regina, on example, that. If you
0: take the current licence fee. The government has the same capacity to allow increases or decreases in the licence fee, so it is entirely able to yank the reins on RTE financially, which, albeit which one will one remove. So what's the difference but, by ring-fencing?
2: But that's why it's desperately in need of um, of reform, Anton, and I'm not trying to be smart because it's on our watch that we've known it's needed reform and that reform has been kicked down the road and I hope to God, and this is an unfortunate episode that might bring that reform, you know, right up to the fore, but successive ministers have been afraid to tackle this issue, and I'm sorry that they have because they shouldn't have. It needs to be independent of decision-making people within um, Leinster House uh, or any of the Oireachtas. It needs to be independent editorially, and all of those categories that need to provide to the public the service that RTE ultimately does on its, mo- on its own, and TG Cahir to a, a lesser extent, has to be ring-fenced in legislation for the delivery of the people that they serve, okay. which is the me, the news, and everybody well, else listening to your
0: programme. Let me put it to you then, Mick, one of the difficulties you may face when you hand RTE this ring fence 500 million that you intend to give them is that Virgin Media will say, now hang on a minute, when we go bidding for EastEnders, we have to bid out of the hard-earned cash that we get from our advertisers. You've just handed our main competitor a giant war chest to absolutely blow us out of the water in the commercial market.
1: Yeah, well you have to decide, do you want to have um, properly funded public service broadcasting or do you not? Um. I think the government would like to tilt the scales in the other direction. I think uh, there certainly are people in powerful positions in the government uh, who would like to see a situation where uh, the RTE management structures are not fundamentally reformed, but RTE is cut down to size and there's a certain privatization and a certain bigger role for the commercial sector. But, which but has what been about the, trend the, in the, the
0: market impact, though?
1: What about the market impact?
0: Well, if you give an entity that competes in a competitive market for content, if you give them 500 million and you say to everybody else, you have to paddle your own canoe commercially, how do the rest of us take on the biggest, best-funded monolith in the country?
1: Well, if the the commercial sector uh, want to um, try and bring in more money through advertising, I'm sure they will go down that road. But we should have public service broadcasting, we should have um, a, a broadcaster where it, the ads don't come on uh, every ten or fifteen minutes, uh, and we should have uh, a broadcaster which is able to fund uh, arts programs, Irish language programs, uh, programs that have you know minority interest, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, and that will require now I think I'll just make this point a, 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 a clear out in the management structures in RTE because what we've seen in the last uh, week or so is not one RTE but two RTEs you've got the the, the, the old rotten RTE of, of of many of the top managers but you hear the voices of former employees like Kieran maluli people like uh, M.O. Kelly many of them are people who've been active in the union and so on the workers the general public the artists the documentary makers they need to be brought to the heart of the decision making and a real clear out in Donnybrook.
0: Now, Regina, what do you do in respect of um, people's concerns when they get told, either through a media charge or through mixed ring fence 500 million, that the way it is going to work is that they are going to have to continue to spend their hard-earned cash on dancing with the stars or whatever else it is that RTE decides to spend it on?
2: So the first thing can I say, Anton, is that I totally refuse to make suggestion there that there's anybody in government, whether this or a previous government, that wants to manipulate the management team in any way, shape or form to suit their own purposes. I think that needs to be clearly said. The second thing I'll say is is that I think the reason we are in the mess that we're in is because RTE have both a commercial and a public service. And we can see that the commercial element of the business for the last number of years um, has benefited by being buoyed up by the cuts to the public service part of it. And that's why, Mick is right, all of your uni-reps and M.O. Kelly has been superb and strong in the last number of weeks, talking about how bereft, you know, and uh, ashamed the people who've worked there and had to have take those cuts <laughs> for the last number of years um, have felt with, you know, with regard to the the debacle for the last couple of weeks. You can't have an element of public service and commercial acting independently uh, without one rubbing off the other, and we've seen a prime example of that. So I think the suggestion, and I know this has been denied that was in the papers on Sunday, is that we should absolutely split both and let the commercial element of RTE wipe its own face and let the public service element be fully supported by the state, through a broadcasting charge or a, an extended or an expanded license fee that's shared amongst all of those people that do public broadcasting because News Talk does fine public broadcasting. So there's a lot of our other independent stations. And how do you define what's public
0: and service it. and what's commercial?
2: So I think we should do that with regard to the confines of the legislation. And with our own state broadcaster, we would pay them to do the things that Mick uh, has talked about, like arts programs, like the orchestra. You know, with regard to news talk, we could talk about, you know, the, the news part of the programs, not just the, the discourse that me and I, Mick, I would have or you would have a Pascha later on, but the news elements uh, the public reporting and the public interest, those kind of things would be incentivized. You know, you guys don't get a penny to do that kind of work. RTE, primetime investigates, gets that money and all albeit not enough. But that is public service at its very best. And it shouldn't be just confined to RTE. It should be shared around. We look at the, the small element of what TG Car do and the, the very, very, very small amount of money that they get. But, the General
0: General, are, are you do. suggesting, therefore, that programmes would be paid a commercial or a public service fee depending on what content they choose to put on air on a given day?
2: I think when you look at the Broadcasting Act and what public service actually is in the law, it is defined around um, arts, sport, current affairs and business and investigative programmes. Now, that's just in relation to RTE, but that same extension could apply to all of our independent broadcasters, whether you're television or radio, on an expanded charge of a broadcasting charge, because as Mick well knows, anybody that's younger than probably 30 years of age doesn't consume. No, but sorry, their media. But I
0: suppose what I'm asking more is if you look at the Pat Kenny Show on News Talk, the Pat Kenny Show is a mixed magazine program. So it has some yep. current affairs elements, it has some light entertainment elements, it has cooking, it has all of those kind of things. If yep. that was an RTE, would it be a matter that they could say, well, this week we're going to go heavy on current affairs and therefore we'll get paid more out of the public purse?
2: I think it would make editorial decisions be more focused. And so, for argument's sake, we look at uh, the Late Late Show, and we call that public service broadcasting because it's an institution that's generations old in Ireland. Technically speaking, it's not; it's a commercial business, and it should be run commercially. If people were funded to do public service broadcasting, I believe the editors of Virgin, of News Talk, of RTE, all would make different decisions because if you're not allowed, you know, get paid and use the commercial element of your um, your revenue stream to subvent. You know the talent that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, well then your choices would be different. And you mightn't have a cooking programme on Pat Kenny's show if he was purely going to be public service broadcasting Indeed. because he would be doing current affairs and maybe government business or some issue of the day that's topical okay. that the, the, the audience want to hear.
0: I should just say for the point of clarity on two things. There is a, a, obviously an advertising constraint on RTE that doesn't apply to the commercial sector in terms of the total amount of advertising that could be sold to reflect some of the commerciality and the shared remit with public service and also some of the public service broadcasting monies. Does flow to the Virgin Media's and to the News Talks of this world because there's BAI funding for arts programming and nature and all of the rest of it. Regina Doherty Finnegale Senator Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central, and member of the Enterprise, Trade, and Employment Committee. Thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.